0: Hello, my name is Rebecca Clapperton, and I work with the Vancouver Board of Trades Leaders of Tomorrow program.
1: Good morning. Very nice of you to spend the time. Thank you. Uh, I've been very interested in your program because, first of all, it's new. Mm. It didn't exist before. Mm. And I should first of all apologize for the noise because we're in a public area here. In fact, some people are walking by and we'll might uh, may get by here, uh, but um, basically what you have done is you have gotten students to become interested in the Board of Trade,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the program introduces them to the activities of the Board of Trade, but the students are in charge, is okay. that correct?
0: With uh, It is a very student-driven program, yes, There's- that's correct with tempered with business advice and expertise
1: I see student driven so in fact how do they drive the program
0: they drive the program by being a part of the development of the program it's it's a program which services their development so they are responsible for evaluating the program to see that it meets the objectives that they hope to accomplish
1: and what are their objectives
0: well on an individual basis they may come in for three different reasons one they want to learn how to network and and be connected to the greater community so this is the greater
1: business community,
0: greater business community. Right. and this is where the business mentors really do assist them in their own personal development they're partnered with an individual from the business community. They meet once a month over coffee or at a, at a uh, luncheon or a breakfast function, which then introduces them to a number of other people. They're able to model and reflect the, um, the acumen or the expertise of the business person at that very session. Uh, so that would be one way that they're learning how to, to build their own personal networks.
1: Let me ask you a question. Are these students typically business students?
0: Typically, right now, two thirds of the students are business students. Business students. Yeah, we have. Um... More of a focus this year on recruiting those underrepresented areas, because the arts and the science and the engineering students have as much to learn from business community contacts and access as the business students. And oftentimes you'll see the commerce and business faculties actually have the supportive relationships and the resources to do something similar, or they've already had access to it.
1: But at the present time, it's it's heavy to business students, and uh, the objective number one was networking. And, and you provide them with mentors who are business people who spend one uh, have meet with them once a month in right. an informal right. environment, two hours two right. hours right and provide them advice right. and talk to them about their business. And so that would be the networking aspect. What would be the second uh, objective? You said there were three objectives.
0: Yeah, really. Students come in and they're very interested in developing their own career plan. So they may want an industry-specific partnership, where previously we mentioned networking as a goal or interpersonal skill development, building confidence in the business environment. The um, That could have been a partnership or a mentor match, which was cross-discipline. So you've got a student that's maybe in film, studying in film, and... You have a mentor that's maybe a banker, but very well-versed in uh, networking. So because the objective in that partnership is is networking, uh, we could cross-discipline. Now, if you've got a student in film that would like to explore the industry of film and the realities of industry here in Vancouver, well, then you would look specific for a business mentor that has been in industry and has knowledge of industry.
1: That's very interesting. You use the term partnership, so therefore the mentor and the mentoree, they form a partnership. I think so. And how long is that partnership eight for eight months. For eight months. That's right. I see. And and then you specifically, either, depending on the desire or the needs of the student, you either match them with someone that reinforces their background Mm -hmm. or someone from a different background. Precisely. To to cross, what did you call it? (laughs) cross almost
0: Yeah, (laughs) cross-pollinate. Yeah, exactly. Cross-pollinate, okay. Taking off the blinders. Imagine a horse Ah, with some blinders, right? A student may be on a career path as a result of their academic study. A Ph.D. in chemistry was one of our very famous examples. So had gone through seven years of chemistry, work in a lab and realized that was not their career. They did not want to remain in a laboratory experience. So partnered with a management consultant, uh, he learned that many of the skills through volunteerism that he had developed, they, they were transferable. And he could be a project manager outside of the laboratory experience in a number of different settings.
1: Very interesting. Now, was there a third objective, or have we more or less covered
0: a small number of students come into the program to explore some entrepreneurial uh, aspirations. So we may specifically partner them with a uh, business mentor that's run a few small businesses or okay. or uh, been there, done that.
1: You know, it's interesting. I was reading in the Vancouver Sun the other day that a high percentage of business graduates from UBC and commerce graduates are finding employment
0: today. Okay, okay.
1: Uh, Whereas I know the job market for recent graduates has been difficult in some sectors. But it's interesting that business uh, graduates are getting jobs. Hmm. The other interesting thing was a study that the board, I know, it was a BC Business Council thing, showing what employers are looking for in employees. And number one was the ability to communicate.
0: Okay, absolutely.
1: And uh, I think this relates to to your experience here. I guess some of these students who might have, an academic background right. need to learn how to communicate with business
0: people. Absolutely, yeah. And it's a confidence-building exercise because initially, uh, they, they are the students are asking of themselves, well, why would a business member want to communicate with me? Why would a business member uh, wish to uh, speak to me? What do I have to offer? And so there's a there's a personal learning exercise in coming to know what value you bring to the conversation and what you bring to that. That exchange through a networking environment.
1: Are some of the students? I mean, in a university environment, people tend to be a little bit cynical often sure. about the business community. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. They're radical. They're manning the barricades, fighting. Part smart, of the exercise. Whatever. Yeah. And so then they come here, yeah. and, and what, what sort of do some of them yeah. come in with a bit of an attitude? Of
0: you bet, you bet. Yeah. Uh, not as many. Many uh, students that might have uh, those dispositions have self-selected not to participate, and right. so that's part of our public relations exercise in connecting connecting with those students so that they uh, understand part of what we hope to accomplish is to break down those stereotypes. Absolutely. Right. We have some we have a community affairs committee at the Vancouver Board of Trade that is the conscience of the Board of Trade, so they like to say. They are out there in the community talking about transportation issues, health, education. They're very vested. They have a very vested interest in supporting the greater community objectives. So and and you can actually connect with one person as a business person that works in a larger organization and find out that they have a family and they have other volunteer commitments and they make decisions on a day-to-day basis that support their business, yes, but they... They do them from an individual and a global perspective that is very ethical and uh, you bet we're trying to break down some of the stereotypes.
1: Do the students themselves uh, come with some experience in volunteering as well or do oh, they get yes. involved in volunteering when they're on the program?
0: They do. Volunteering is very important to us. We we believe that there's a, there's a very positive type of learning that happens when you offer your service to the greater community. So. Uh, many of the students have already they've taken the initiative to apply for the program so many of them have also taken the initiative to volunteer through their careers but we also see this as an opportunity to begin building that volunteer experience because oftentimes employers will look at your volunteer experience just as heavily as they'll look at your previous work experience. you may not have had a chance to develop strategy for a greater um, business, but you may have had a chance to develop strategy for a fundraising committee on a student club, for example. So there are there are ways for you to explore some of your talents and skills, and we put those those uh, student talents and skills absolutely to work in the greater work that we have to do with the program.
1: Now let's get back, if we can, to a point that you made at the beginning about how the students manage or drive the program. Obviously, the uh, mentors, the members of the board of trade, who take the time once a month to meet with the uh, with the students. They don't want to be involved in organizing and running this program. So it really comes back to the students running it, although you are an employee of the Board of Trade. That's right. And so you provide a sort of a coordinating function. But what kinds of things and how do the students do and how do they organize themselves to do it?
0: Just like any other campus club, uh, the students develop objectives and goals. So, for example, they would like to increase the profile of the program. Let's take a look at media relations and let's develop a plan for how to receive exposure through the greater media, Um, develop relationships with specific reporters, uh, write press releases, get coverage in our own local newspaper, The Sounding Board, which is the Vancouver Board of Trades paper. That would be media relations. Another would be event management, which everyone loves to do, mm-hmm. right? which includes everything from fundraising to logistical planning to hosting and public speaking. There's a lot of fun ways to get involved with event planning, and students carry that through depending on what their greater objectives are that year.
1: You know uh, you may be aware that we, in developing this language uh, learning material in English, we're also obviously in contact with uh, many of the recent immigrants here to Vancouver, many of whom are professionals, and uh, looking at ways that they might uh, be able to better network with the uh, the, the business community. And uh, some of the things you described, but I think, could also have application for that group as well, but then they would have to take the initiative. Yes to organize, to uh, perhaps in committee, decide on events that they wanted to have, perhaps publicize the fact that, that they are here, they do exist, yeah exactly. want to uh, connect with the broader uh, community. And um, yeah, I see some real parallels there. I guess mm. it would be a matter of, mm. um, of getting some keeners. Like mm. how important is it? Like obviously you cannot pull these students if they aren't coming with you. Mm. Uh, So there have to be some very motivated people in in the student group. Is that the case? Do you have some very keen people, or are you having to kind of orchestrate this thing for them?
0: No, when I say student-driven, I do mean that I have the pleasure to work with people that are personally very driven to develop their career paths, to develop their own skills, and they do so by committing themselves to greater community initiatives. Mm -hmm. So we've had the fortune to involve them in in our activities, or they they see benefit in their personal commitment. So um, they see benefit in, one, developing their network through the work that they're doing, to having some practical experiences to apply to their resume. Um, And it it just grows and builds from there.
1: I know that uh, you've indicated a willingness to spend some time with, uh, you know, if we do get a group of uh, these recent professional immigrants who want to uh, uh, develop a similar program, that you would uh, be willing to provide some advice. Uh, Darcy Rezac, who is the managing director, has also uh, indicated uh, that he would support uh, such an effort and, and make some uh, uh, special memberships available mm-hmm. to some of these uh, mm-hmm. some of these uh, immigrant professionals uh, obviously a big obstacle is language okay. because all of the students of course most of them would be native speakers of English.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Uh, even, if they, even if they were uh, immigrants themselves, they'd been in the school system for 10 years or, or whatever, so, yeah. or so, yeah. So therefore, that would be one of the obstacles. Uh, hopefully, though, if our uh, if our group can improve their English skills, mm-hmm. then uh, they could uh, organize uh, something similar mm-hmm. tailored to their specific needs. And some of the things you said are quite interesting, for example, uh, someone with an IT background mm-hmm. might be uh, partnered with someone in a totally unrelated mm-hmm. uh, background, which mm-hmm. would help perhaps broaden their perspective. Absolutely. One question, of course, is is how does one best recruit the mentors? Because obviously you have to find people that are going to spend the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because oh, and maybe I should ask this question: What is the commitment from the mentor? He has to spend it, he or she has to spend the two hours a month. Mm-hmm. Is there anything yeah. beyond that, or is it just the two hours a month of time?
0: Right now, that's the basics. Right. That's the basics.
1: And what is the motivation on the part of a mentor? Why are they willing to do this?
0: Well, you're a business person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've run several successful companies. You're an entrepreneur. From your perspective, what would attract you to participating in this program?
1: I guess uh, that's a good question for you to turn uh, turn the tables on me. I think there's always the sort of uh, human interest uh, thing to meet someone. I mean, if I were a business person to meet, whether a recent immigrant or a young student, to see what their perspective on life is, you That's know, so it's so. always, uh, it's broadening and, and, and interesting from a human interest point of view. Uh, second of all, uh, you never know, you might find someone there that uh, could be helpful to your business. Mm-hmm. It's a, 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 I would say, a way without any commitment mm-hmm. that you can meet people. Mm-hmm. And the third thing I think is if you think genuinely that uh, you're helping someone, and that's always gratifying to feel that you're doing something to help someone else. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just right off of the bat, I can exactly. think of three reasons exactly. that would, uh, would uh, interest me to do something. And so, those, you know.
0: those three reasons are, are really key to our, our recruitment exercise. I think that the period of transition, whether you're working with recent immigrants or whether you're working with recent graduates, transition is a very exciting time to assist people through
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: and to have the greatest impact on their personal development.
1: So how do you recruit mentors, then? Do you mail everybody in the Board of Trade? No.
0: No. We've had the fortune to be a a program established as a Vancouver Board of Trade program, and I would say, for the most part, a trend among other mentoring programs is that their greatest challenge is recruiting mentors, and we haven't had that challenge because we've built up uh, credibility in being a Board of Trade program. We... Uh, have the fortune to develop relationships with business members, mm-hmm. so it's been relationship-driven and referral-driven. And uh, each year, our retention uh, gets uh, higher and higher. Uh, and certainly, word of mouth has been uh, fabulous for us.
1: Now, it's very important then that the uh, I don't know if the term is mentorees, but the students then mentee. perform mentee that they perform well. In sure. other words, if you have a lot of students who are to use the word duds. In other words, they're not interested, they're not interesting, they're not, uh, they don't, because to some extent they have to give something yeah. to the mentor. Right. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, what is normally, what is expected of the mentee, of the student? What Do you give them some advice on how to make this partnership, as you call it,
0: mm-hmm. successful? Mm-hmm. Well, we hope that they, at the very beginning of the year, can articulate what they wish to get out of the program. That way, both student and mentor can evaluate to see whether they've achieved those established goals as a, as a partnership.
1: Uh, I guess it's important too that the student not have the approach that, uh, that somehow he's going to get a job out of this because it's, it's very much not that way. It's, it's, not, the,
0: it's not the objective of the right. program.
1: And so the, I guess in terms of the uh, the recent immigrants, I guess the big thing is to make sure that their English. Those that we do select for the program, that their English skills are up to the mark.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Otherwise, there could be some uh, frustration or dissatisfaction, or disappointment on the part of the mentor. Have you? Let me ask this. Have you had some comments from mentors where they have not been happy with their mentee? And if so, what are some of the criticisms?
0: I think that happens in any. Uh interpersonal development program, uh, evaluation is key to your continuous improvement. So you will find that in our first year, we're headed into our fourth year now, and in our first year of of programming, um, the selection process for students wasn't as honed as it might be now, nor was the demand for the program. So now we have a greater number of students to pull from or to select from, whereas initially in building the program, uh, it was It was almost uh, at each applicant that came forward was accepted into the program, but what
1: just I mean, perhaps this could be our final point. What are the things to watch for? what kind of people make poor mentees? what kinds of problems would would be you know would impact on the the reaction of the mentors
0: expectation levels of what is what the program will deliver and certainly commitment level to what they can accomplish Mm -hmm. or commitment level to their personal goals Mm -hmm. um... their personal goals need to be within what we promise right and if. If they wish to meet uh, the most senior level people within the business community, we can't promise that to each and every individual in our program. So we need to bring it back to the individual uh, goals of the student, uh, but within our our global programming, and and then support them through that. And then they need to have the personal initiative to make it happen because we – will not um, monitor to the point or provide specific support. You need to know how to tap into the insight of your mentor, and you need to um, volunteer to build your networks.
1: So, therefore, the, it's very important that the mentee, the student, or if it's a recent immigrant, be interested in the mentor. You can't go there with the attitude of here I am, you know, do something for me. Uh, it has to be one of I'm, an, I'm a person, you're a person, here's what I, my background, what is your background, what are your interests? And there has to be a two way level of communication there.
0: Two way is quite key. I think it's been interesting for us to note that mentors learn as much from the program as the students do. Um, but both, both members do need to be committed to the relationship, which means that we as a program need to facilitate proper fit and rapport building, and if the fit isn't there very early on, we need to reestablish a new relationship.
1: Okay. Well, you know, we've covered a lot of ground. I think it's been very, very interesting, and I thank you very much for taking the time.
0: Thanks very much.
1: Well, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And again, I just want to remind you all to come visit us at EnglishLink.com to take advantage of our unique study tools.